if somebody needs to retire, they should, but I don't need to retire and I very much need to keep working. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today with me, I'm very happy to have Cynthia McGregor, a multi-published freelance writer and editor and author of over 100 books, not including books that she's ghostwritten for others. At 76, Sin still puts in more than full-time days, seven days a week. And in fact, people call her the Energizer Bunny because she just keeps going and going. Sin just loves her work and doesn't plan to retire ever. I thought it would be a great Uh, time to have her on the show because I'm talking about going beyond retirement and that's the that's the point it's not necessarily true that everyone wants to retire but you've got to have a have a life plan have a goal for what's going on past the retirement time so Sin thank you very much for joining me today well thank you for having me Jackie I like your t-shirt well aged with a glass of wine oh thank you that's it if I wore T-shirts, I'd ask you where you got it. But I'm I'm not into T-shirts. I wear I wear maxi dresses most all the time, and uh, I'm just not a I'm not a T-shirt and jeans type. I'm not formal by any means, but I just don't. Uh, t-shirt and jeans doesn't cut it for me. So, but I like okay. the shirt. Thank you very much. So, Sin, you've been doing. Um, writing and editing freelance work for all of your life, I imagine? Well, almost. All my life. Uh, well, I started uh, doing office work and sales work when I was in my very early uh, career years, work years, I should say. But then um, I went into uh, co-publishing and all advertising format newspaper and uh, I I was writing ads for the newspaper and uh, basically running the show and then uh, I got into uh, writing other things. Well, I had been writing other things all along, but I wasn't uh, making a living at it or anything like that. And uh, I just got more and more involved in writing and editing. And, uh, well, that's all I wrote. Wow, that's really great. That, it's wonderful that it worked out that way for you. We'll go through a couple of questions, I think, related to what my listeners are sort of interested in. Um, one question that I've asked a lot of people, actually, is what would you do or what do you do if your partner, your significant other, isn't on board with what it is you're doing? Well, fortunately, my significant other is on board. He's retired himself, but he's content to watch TV all day and let me do my thing with the computer. So it's not like he wants to go traveling or anything like that, you know? 
we don't have the money for it, frankly. I, I'm not getting rich doing what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm just having a hell of a good time. And, <laughs> uh, so he, 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 we don't have the financial wherewithal to travel. And uh, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of interests where he wants to go and do whatever. He used to, he used to go out and do more things on his own, like go to the library and scour the shelves and borrow armloads of books and that sort of thing. But now he's contented to stay home and watch TV. And, and even when he was going out and doing uh, library uh, raids and so forth. He was content to do it alone. I mean, library searching is not the sort of thing that you really need a partner for. So uh, he was he was fine on his own, and uh, and he still is. So I I don't know what the answer is. If I mean, fortunately, I've never had that problem, a, a significant other who isn't content to let me do my thing and wants to do something with me. Fortunately, I'm blessed that I don't, I don't have that issue. So I don't really have an answer for you, Jackie. I, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful that it's not my problem. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's think hypothetically for a moment. If your husband suddenly decided he wanted to travel, what would you do? Well, I don't enjoy traveling anyhow, so I tend him off on his own. <laughs> Perfect answer. That's, a, that's what I would probably do as well. <laughs> and so, do you socialize with a lot of other retired people? Are they um, surprised to hear that you're doing things? Mostly I socialize with people who are still active work-wise. Um, most of my friends are still working, yeah. Also, many of my friends are younger than I am. So uh, that plays into it in, in terms of that they're still working because they're younger. And uh, our socializing pretty much is, is involves dinner and conversation. So whether somebody is retired or not doesn't have to play into it because it's not like we're going and doing things with people. We're pretty much uh, stay-at-home types. And uh, so, so, you know, it, it, it's really not relevant whether somebody's retired like Chucky or still working like Natalie. They can come over and sit and talk and tell us what they've been up to, whether what they've been up to is work-related or otherwise. <laughs> oh, that's great. That means that you've got things to do and people to talk to no matter what. Um, yeah. Do, do any of your friends who are still working find it unusual that you're still working as well? No, they know me. They, they, that, that's what they would expect of me. Do, uh, do you have children, Sin? Pardon me? Do you have children? Children. No, I had a daughter, but she's deceased. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. How about pets? Uh, we live in a no-pets condo, so we're not allowed to have pets. Not even uh, a goldfish. 
Wow. I didn't know this. So uh, no pets. My significant other has two kids, but he's estranged from them. So uh, he doesn't, uh, he's not in touch with them. And as I say, my daughter has passed on. She died of brain cancer back in 2014. Oh, that's so, terrible. I'm sorry. And I have a granddaughter. Oh, wonderful. She lives up north, so I don't get to see her very often, just every few years. But we're in touch by phone and by computer, email and Facebook and uh, what have you. So uh, we're good. We're good. That's wonderful. So this is going to sound kind of um, maybe ageist a little bit, but I'm, I'm getting up into that period as well. I find it very interesting that you're um, computer literate, that you're doing all these things on, online all the time. Um, most of the people that I've run into who are in your age group either have balked at the idea of getting online or just simply can't find something that they're interested in. And I love that you're doing so many things. My computer and I are joined at the hip. I wouldn't know what to do without it. I uh, live on the computer. That's wonderful. That's, uh, and that's a perfect thing for this, uh, for this generation, for this time of life, because you wouldn't be able to survive without it. What does your husband, what did your husband do before he retired? Well, uh, actually, he's done a number of, first of all, let me clarify that he's not literally my husband. We okay. never tied the knot. That's why I refer to him as my significant other. We've been together 13 years, so um, it's not an overnight sensation, but uh, we never found it. Now. I mean, we're not going to have kids at this age, and uh, there's really no necessity for making it legal. He has done a number of things. He has done uh, eBay sales. He was a minister at one time. Uh, he's done used car sales. He's done a number of things. Wow. So definitely an entrepreneur like you. How do you feel about people who suggest that there is a retirement age and that you should be retiring at that point? What do you say I to don't them? Know if I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to use that kind of language on this show. <laughs> Oh. It begins with bull and, and ends with a T. <laughs> and so what do, you, uh, what do you say to people who, who feel that they need to retire or that there's some reason to retire? If somebody needs to retire, they should. But I don't need to retire, and I very much need to keep working. And there's no reason on earth why I should retire. If, God forbid, I had a health crisis... And I do have I do have health issues, but nothing that impedes my ability to write and edit. I don't walk very easily, but that's not a necessity for writing and editing. And God forbid I were to have a uh, a uh, a health issue that got in the way of my writing and editing, I might be forced to retire. But absent something like that, I don't think I'll ever retire. Literally. I think I'll drop dead at my keyboard. 
<laughs> so what type of things do you uh, write yourself? Well, of course, as I said, I've had over a hundred books published uh, for adults. I write for both adults and kids. And uh, for adults, I write almost entirely nonfiction. For kids, it's a split between fiction and nonfiction. In addition to books, I write uh, whatever my clients need me to write, which can be anything from ghostwriting a book for a client to writing web copy or uh, blog posts or uh, an employee handbook or an ad or a script for a video commercial or just about anything except uh, I don't do grant proposals. That's a very specialized form of writing that I'm not conversant with and I won't mess up a client by doing something that I don't know how to do. So when a client comes to me and says, do you do grant proposals? I say, uh-uh, nope, <laughs> sorry. But um, I'll write most anything for a client except grant proposals. And I'll ghostwrite books. I've ghostwritten quite a few books now, uh, both fiction and nonfiction. Um, I write uh, articles for, there's a, a, a local magazine called The Parklander that I write, I contribute an article and sometimes more than one in just, just about every issue. And uh, I'm basically... <laughs> You certainly are. How long does it generally take you if, if you're writing uh, a nonfiction book? Um, if someone asks you to write a book for them, how long does that take? Well, that depends on how much else I've got going on in my life at the moment. If, I, if, it's, a, if it's a slow period when I don't have any other major project, I might be able to knock it out in a month or two. If uh, I have several other major projects on my plate at the same time, it could be three months or more. So there's no hard and fast rule. It, it varies. And I realize that's an equivocal answer, but no. I, can't give you, I can't give you a, 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 a one-size-fits-all. No, of there's... course not. That, that's perfect. And um, I generally edit uh, novels, so it's fiction, fiction books. Where do you get your inspiration for your fiction novels? Well, again, I really don't do much other than in ghostwriting for fiction. And when I ghostwrite fiction for a client, usually they have the idea and they want me to flesh it out into a book. Right. I have two or three novels of my own which didn't sell very well. And uh, they were just ideas that came to me. And you know, who knows, maybe one day they'll get republished and sell better or something. Who, who knows? Uh, my, now, my children's books, um, there the ideas come to me out of the blue. Um, mostly the fiction that I write for kids is picture books. So it's not a whole long drawn out thing. It's 
one two boom uh my favorite is heartfelt the special reindeer which <laughs> is a christmas book for kids about a reindeer who uh is both the special needs reindeer and a reindeer with special powers to see into people's hearts i know what their most heartfelt wish is and her most heartfelt wish she's a backup reindeer kind of like the way you'd have a a, a spare tire in your trunk santa has backup reindeer in his stable and if one of his regular reindeer can't make the yearly trip he calls on one of the backups well heartfelt is one of his backups and her most heartfelt wish is to be a regular member of santa's team and one year santa needs a backup and calls on heartfelt and how heartfelt saves the day for Santa and a little boy named James is the the crux of the story. And of course, after that, Santa says, I need you on my team every year. I want you to be a regular member of the team. And that's how Heartfelt's almost heartfelt wish comes true. Oh, that's lovely. I wrote the sequel to that uh this past year called the boy who didn't believe in santa and again heartfelt saves the day for santa and for this other little boy oh but the the most exciting thing it was supposed to happen this past year but it didn't we're making a movie out of heartfelt the original heartfelt book heartfelt the special reindeer we've already laid down the audio tracks and I've got three songs written for the movie. I wrote the lyrics and Lawrence Ryan wrote the music. And unfortunately, the first animator who was supposed to do the animation for the movie fell down on the job, did a disappearing act. Ah, it's horrible. So I hired another one. And he just has been terribly slow, and he didn't get the movie finished in time for this year. He's swearing by all the holy that he'll have it ready for twenty Christmas twenty twenty, and he better he better. <laughs> I'm tearing my hair out. I want to see my I want to see my book turned into a Christmas movie. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'll really be my most heartfelt wish come true. Yes, that would be great. How do people find you? What do, do you have a website? I do have a website, and I advertise on Craigslist. And then word of mouth. Sometimes people uh, who are happy with me have a friend who needs a writer, and they say, oh, call Cynthia. There we are. Oh, that's perfect. Word of mouth is always the best way, I think. You mentioned that you um, talk with your granddaughter on Facebook. Do you use Facebook for your business as well? I promote my books on Facebook. Not all of them, obviously, not all 100. I, I run ads for maybe uh, eight or 10 every day. And of course, on, on Facebook, uh, I, I do, I, I post 
a wisdom nugget every day, a, 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 a brief bit of inspiration. And I, I run my website uh, below the wisdom nugget. So people, people do go to my website from, from that. And so presumably they can see that I'm a freelance writer and editor. And, uh, and then, of course, I read the ads on Craigslist every morning to see if there's anybody who's looking for a writer or editor uh, that I would be interested in, uh, you know, working with. And then I get in touch. And sometimes it works out and sometimes they don't get back to me. But uh, I try. Right. That's all you can do, right? So just, uh, our time is just about up. Um, if you were going to give someone a little bit of advice about um, moving into the retirement stage of their life, what would you say to them? Don't do it unless you're ready. Don't let anybody tell you that uh, it's time to retire because you've worked all your life and now it's time to relax. Relaxing isn't everything it's cut out to be and working is wonderful if you enjoy what you do. And if you don't enjoy what you do, maybe you're not doing the right thing. And maybe it's time for a second career for you. Maybe you want to become a real estate agent or uh, something else that you can do later in life without having been doing it all your life to learn how to do it. Maybe you want to be a writer like me. Maybe you want to tutor some kids or, or uh, become a guardian ad litem or do something meaningful with your, with your life uh, rather than just retiring and sitting around. Just, you know, uh, find something that, that attracts you, whether it's something to do for a profit or something to do as a give back to the world that, that doesn't involve money. But find, find something to do, unless you really want to just sit back and read. And if that's what you want to do, God bless, kick back and read, you know? But I, I think there's more to life than that, you know? Perfect. I think you covered it all. You got to decide what it is you want and go for it. Thank you very much, Cynthia, for taking the time to talk with me. I'll make sure that your uh, information is in the show notes so people can find you. Good. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye oh. now. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Cynthia McGregor is definitely living her life beyond retirement, and you can too. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week.